Good evening and welcome to our live members surgery. And of course, you might be consuming this surgery as a recording later through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and our podcast. My name is Scott Haslam, president of the Leeds Number One Amalgamated Branch of the Communication Workers Union. So, uh, we would uh, la, 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 we'd really like you to help us we would, uh, participation. Hello. Uh, <laughs> maximize the participation with this stream so if you can uh, help by liking our cb leads number one page and northeast regional pages subscribing on youtube and all the various social medias that we've got uh, and also if you want to watch that podcast there is it will be on uh, your preferred podcast searching cb members surgery now in tonight's show I'm joined by the Young Worker NEC member, John Carson, and the retired NEC member and veteran trade unionist, Norman Candice. Congratulations on your respective elections, and thanks for accepting the invitation for tonight's surgery. So tonight, we're going to be talking about a few things, uh, not least some pension, what um, uh, our pension in general, not specific, we're no not longer advisors. And uh, we're going to talk about your priorities on the NEC and uh, much, much more. So please don't be shy. We'd love to hear from you with your questions and comments. Now, the surgery is designed to give you the opportunity, so do help us mould the future of the CDU. So let's get this session going. And, um, you know, if we can have a comment about what you'd like to call this show. We did have some ideas of maybe see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil, or perhaps the good, the bad, and the ugly, and we'll let you fight that out for who's taking what title. Uh, but, Norman, can I hand over to you and uh, give yourself a, a brief description of who you are, where you come from, uh, how you've come to be where you are, um, and then we'll take it from the flip side from John, and we can move this session uh, on. Okay, thanks, Scott. Uh, well, uh, as you can see, my name's Norman Candy, um, ex-official um, um, divisional rep in London. I'm from the Mutual Amalgamated branch, which has now, over the years, changed into the London Phoenix branch. A lot smaller than when I first joined. Um, um, as a result of changes that have taken place in London, new technology, etc., um, after uh, after getting elected to the London division, I then got elected onto the national executive and was up there for about 10 years and and the postal executive, obviously. And then following that, I uh, was at C. David Quarters as a policy advisor to Dave Ward, which I did about for about seven years, uh, then retired. I had a two, three, four years of retirement, sitting indoors, doing up well, doing decorating mainly indoors, doing the garden, taking the grandchildren to school. And then um, I sort of got reinvolved in the union. Although I'd always kept contact and been doing a few things, I decided, right, I'm going to have to get back involved um, in the retired member section. And here I am, got elected um, this year, unopposed. Replaced, and I'd just like to mention this, replaced uh, uh, a very close friend of mine, Brian Lee, great asset to the union, great trade unionist. Um, Brian was the first one to be elected onto the national executive as a retired member's representative under the new structure. But unfortunately, for the period that he was on there, um, he, he was very ill and wasn't really able to do some of the things that both of us talked about uh, Brian and the contribution he made to the union. Well, very nice there. I think that we had a, a few kind of words there for Brian. But I, I met Brian. He's a very nice bloke. Uh, great loss to the union. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's big boots to fill, really, if, if you're a better face. So, uh, but there we go. So, John. Uh, when you'd like to take over where you and bring us up to speed. No bother. And firstly, Scott, just let me say that this is a fantastic initiative and thanks very much for having me on. You're really doing a great service to the union. And I have to say it's a real privilege uh, to be on this with the legend that is Norman Candy. Uh, and if everyone uh, is able to aspire to the achievements that Norman has done in the service of the union, then we would be 
we'd be doing all right. So um, for myself, I'm from uh, the south side of Glasgow. Uh, I'm a member of Glasgow and District Amal branch. I joined Royal Mail Delivery in 2016, late late part of 2016. Uh, got through my six-month uh, trial period, to which I wasn't sure of, I have to say. Got through that. Uh, I was initially in the GMB. I'd been in the GMB for a couple of years and then eventually got the switch over to the, the CWU. Uh, and from that point, just to try to get in, uh, as involved as much as possible, I became a young workers officer that year. Uh, met Dapper for the first time in 2017. And, uh, I, you know, and it's, uh, it's been an experience ever ever since. He's been a real fighter for the union and uh, an unforgettable figure, you know, and he's really done a lot for me and bringing me forward. And I've always been very thankful for that. But I'm a delivery postman in Glasgow Southeast Delivery Office and I'm the rep for Canvas Lang, uh, the unit uh, G72 Canvas Lang. Uh, and then I've been doing just different roles, a lot of kind of political roles uh, I've been involved in as the regional political officer uh, in 2019 that was. And then obviously now uh, I'm involved in the Young Workers uh, National Committee and also uh, really privileged to have been elected to the NEC as the Young Workers Rep on the postal side. Quite a comprehensive uh, CV. Um, I mean, Norman certainly got probably 40 years to, to fill his CV up, but, uh, you know, yourself sort of, um, what, I'm how old are you? About 27, I think you said. So, you know, within 10 years of, of college, you've, you've managed to get to where you are. So that's fantastic achievement. And um, I think the CW is very lucky to have you to be quite frank so in terms of um going forward in this session so i think uh, we've got an understanding of uh you two as individuals and um you know one one area we wanted to consider was uh, the priorities now perhaps the priorities for you as a young young worker uh, may be slightly different aligned to norman's priorities as a retired worker so ideally, I'd like to sort of explore some of those uh, with with uh, the viewers tonight. So, uh, John, um, we've we've had a pandemic. I think engagement amongst the young people um, has, has sort of died a little bit, certainly as in my branch, uh, because we can't interact uh, or couldn't interact. So there are big challenges. Now, there's an opportunity there uh, for engagement, isn't there, next month with the National Young Workers Education event. So what sort of priorities have you got? How are you wanting to engage with them? And, you know, you're going to try and big up this uh, education event for, for next month. Uh, no bother. I, I mean, first off, I would say, you know, I have to pay tribute to my predecessor in the role, Luke Elgar. You know, Luke's taken a brand new role, ran with it and been very proactive. And he's, you know, a well-known figure, has used social media to, to a really, really high degree and in terms of rolling out engagement. And it's following on from that. Luke obviously looked at uh, a kind of, I forget the phrase now, mentoring, sorry, I've got it now. He's looking at a mentoring program, making sure that, you know, the future of the union is secure in terms of there are always, you know, highly, you know, skilled activists are filling and we've got the right talent coming through to fill positions and uh, within the union. But where I would like to obviously push beyond that, and it is touching on the COVID issue, is the fact that we have obviously encountered a lot of gaps in communication because of COVID. Everyone's been focusing on, especially in, in delivery, uh, and people that I would know have been focusing on getting, you know, clearing offices by delivering test kits, by the Sunday parcels scheme, trying to trial this, and now we have all this revision activity. So there's a lot of focus has been in the workplace and in getting by in the day-to-day. -day. And we've then obviously lost a bit of touch then with the more wider, you call it the political development angle. So what I think is my role now is to go beyond the, the mentoring stuff and to look at trying to capture the broad mass of the young workers membership to try and get them activated into the in the union involved in the union and it's i think as well it's about touching on a demographic challenge the fact that you know figures consistently show the union trade unionism is improving in the public sector but not in the private sector. Now, young people and people I grew up with will be more heavily involved in the private sector. The old traditions are falling away a wee bit. You know, some people's, their grandparents might have been, you know, very committed trade unionists, even maybe their parents. But that 80s, that Thatcher generation, has started to have an impact. And what we need to do is to capture as many young workers as possible and use the base that we have within Royal Mail and within our... Uh, and, 
and these workspaces that have been protected to have been defended by, you know, Norman's generation, generations before. And it's about, you know, we need to focus on securing the future and protecting the past. And the only way to do that is to activate as many young members as possible, not just, you know, people like myself who would have came into the Royal Mail and would have came into the union th from a, a politically active background in the sense that I was personally involved in uh, politics. I didn't come from a, a labour movement family as such. My family were uh, Irish immigrants uh, and would have, you know, been, uh, well, I'm saying that a great uncle of mine was the labour candidate for Ireland in the 1940s, uh, Northwest Donegal. So there is a bit of a tradition there, but he passed away long before I came on the scene. So, you know, but a lot of people will carry their involvement through the family. So as well, it's about capturing people like myself who... We might not be political in the background, but I've, you know, know that there's challenges, know there's injustices, want to fight them and want to stand up for their own rights. And I think the union is about opportunity, giving opportunity to all workers, but especially young workers, whether it's healthcare, welfare, education and protection of the rights at work. When we see the conditions that people are working in in the hospitality sector, nay rights, nay protections. We need to make sure that there's a lot of young workers coming in and out or Royal Mail, for instance. The attrition rate can be quite high in places. What we need to make sure is that even in those circumstances that we are getting young workers in, we're getting them trained up in the culture and the, the rights that have been won over the years. And that when they then they may well leave, they may use you know Royal Mail as a stopgap in many ways, that if they go forward, at least they're capturing that, that union ethos, that collectivist ethos. So my priority is to try and reach out to the broader mass. And this event that we have, coming up in October in Newcastle that is going to be one of the first major steps in re reinvigorating uh, the young workers and bringing the young workers in so that's the 22nd and 24th of October in Newcastle we need all the branches desperately to send people uh, we need, you know, we've got a minimum number we need to fill we're not hitting that number there are so many young workers in the union and branches need to be very proactive in getting people and giving them the opportunity there might be people that are not interested they might go at that weekend never come back again but the thing is you send three four five people you might get one or two of them but those two could make a difference that's what we need to do i feel uh, and that's what I'm, I'm looking forward to doing as well excellent excellent so it was very nice that you paid tribute to to luke there because he did do um a very difficult a very good job under difficult circumstances with the pandemic and and the isolation so there's there's some similarities i think with what's affected um, the, the young workers and particularly as retired section and, and the older end of society, really. So I've been very isolated and communication has been um, engagement, as in face-to-face -face engagement, just, just haven't, hasn't happened. I know our retired section uh, secretary, Danny, who's the regional lead as well for, for the North East, it, it's been very, very difficult to engage with those members because... They might not be tech savvy and such. What sort of experience of um, uh, Norman do you think that uh, you know uh, how, how that them communication hurdles have, have affected uh, our retired section? Oh well, they, they you know they've been very uh, it's been very awkward, and uh, you know one of the key. Uh, can you see me there? I mean, picture off yes, my screen. I'm yes, we can. I'm not fine. sure if you're getting me. When I position on the NEC. Um, uh, I laid out a number of things that I wanted to do, um, you know, within the first year or so. And it was against that background of what you were just talking about there, Scott. You know, the problems with communications, the problems with people getting together. Uh, You're on mute, Scott. Yes. Thanks, John. Good, good job there's one professional amongst three of us uh, <laughs> um yeah i think uh, no i'll be just putting some money in the token meter and i'll be back on shortly um but in, in the meantime uh we'll uh, sort of cover off some some of the other bits now in terms of uh mentoring that you mentioned earlier john um i i've got to admit that that is i think a key a key thing that uh, needs to happen and it doesn't necessarily in my view have to be mentoring amongst young people it can be just new new reps and that's kind of a discussion we had um, a few weeks ago with luke and and um, the the rest of the executive that's uh, newly newly elected so um absolutely key is mentoring it's something that i'd like to see more of within within my branch and uh, as well 
Are, are we back, Norman? Are we okay? Yeah, we we yeah. So what I was saying is that um, you know communications and what you mentioned there about the inability or the, the you know, difficulty has been for people to get together. Uh, that's what I want to concentrate in the first twelve or uh, twenty in the first year or so, and that means having regular meetings of the national retired members committee at least once a month. And with new technology, I can't see any reason why that can't be done. Now, like John, I only took the position up last week. Um, but um, as soon as I get an opportunity, I'll be speaking to, to the relevant people at headquarters and making sure that the first thing we do, as soon as possible, we have a meeting of that national committee. Um, then also, um, I want to arrange meetings of the national committee and the retired members leads. Now, we had one of these meetings about a year ago, or maybe less than that. Very good, very well attended as well. Uh, and I want to make that a regular thing. I want to, I want to make at least four of them a year. So, you know, so that although people can't meet, and a lot of our retired members have a problem traveling anyway, uh, they will have, a, will have an opportunity to discuss the things that we want to deal with and getting people involved in campaigns, etc. The third thing is the uh, a lot of our members um, were not happy when the link stopped being sent to their home addresses. Now, there's a number of reasons for that, and we might not be able to recreate the link exactly as it was, but we do need, because a lot of our don't have access to technology, uh, computers, laptops, etc. We do need a way of um, communicating with all of our retired members, and if we can't get the magazine that we used to have, uh, used to be edited by Roy, by, uh, by Brian Lee, by the way, then we'll come out with some sort of a newsletter, which may be we filter through the branches and then ask the branches to distribute to the retired members. But I'm determined that we're going to attempt to deal with that. Um, the, the, another thing is that um, we've got a membership of about I think it's about 18,000 retired members at the moment. I like to think of it as the biggest branch in the union. And um, but we have a problem retaining people who retire as members. You know, we've got a lot of reps who've been members of the union for 30, 40 years. They retire and somehow we miss keeping them as members and activists, retired members activists. So, so we need to deal with that. that. And... Uh, you know, I think we're going to look at ways of uh, how we can prove, improve uh, retaining the membership. And the other, the, another thing, um, and I should be able to get this off the ground uh, pretty quickly, um, I want to set up a dedicated helpline, uh, a phone number which retired members can, can ring, and I mean, it's going to be me at the other end of it, but... If I can't deal with it, I might be able to point them in the right direction, which might be their branch, or it might be uh, the legal department, or it might be um, something to do with, you know, so, uh, social services or whatever. So I want to get that off the ground as quick as possible. Campaigns and pensions at the moment, triple lock, winter fuel allowance, uh, freedom passes. We need to be involved in them campaigns. And uh, I want us to be at the forefront of them campaigns. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of organisations that represent elderly people and pensioners, but not that much from the actual trade union movement. And I think that needs to change. So it means getting more involved with the National Pensions Conventions, uh, Convention and other organisations um, uh, that support elderly people and pensioners and make sure that we pay a, a full role in that. And, you know, lastly, um, make sure that the role and influence of retired members in the National Union is enhanced. Uh, supporting people like John and the other people who are the future of the union who, who are coming through, and I see the... I see that, you know, I see retire, the role of people like me and retired members um, to where we can um, help people and encourage people and offer them assistance. Uh, 
but don't stand in their way. You know, we need space in this union for the youngsters to move through. And I think that's very important. Excellent. Well, I'd like to pick up on a couple of uh, the points that, that you've mentioned. So in terms of, um, you know, the, the call, the number you talked about, perhaps giving out your personal mobile. Apologies, my, my daughter's in the background somewhere. Um, so... Uh, yeah, so perhaps you'd be giving out your personal mobile, I, I don't know, and you know, when you're out on the train or the bus or the tube, you'd be speaking to our member section, which is quite an honourable thing to do. Uh, but there is actually a portal, isn't there, uh, a, a microsite specifically for the retired members and the young workers for that matter. So what, what uh, we, we can do is illustrate where it is. So where the, the link you'll need if you want to go on to the re, uh, retired members microsite is on screen now. So that's uh, http colon slash slash rm.cw.org. And that'll bring you up to, to this page. And uh, what it's got there is some contact for the department in charge. It's, it's not your number, Norman, but it's the number uh, relative to the SDGS, Tony, yes, Tony Kearns. But on there, there, there is links to the Roundup. And I thought that was quite an interesting yeah. uh, uh Page because what that actually does, it, it gives you a summary of the things you're actually actively doing as a, a committee. And it's very simple to navigate. It's very easy to navigate. And there is lots and lots yeah. of information there that you're being part of. But equally, and we don't want to, um, you know, forget about yeah. the young workers. The young workers link um, is very, very similar. It, it just replaced the RM with a YW for young worker. And then that'll get you to uh, this page. Now, perhaps this wants updating because I think we point out we've got Luke Elgar there, and it's it's so old it's got he's got hair. Um, so, you know, uh, but there is a lot of information on there, and I'm sure John uh, will be one of the first things he'll be able to do is is certainly put a blog on there or do some information. But that is the portal, and interesting enough, we think of as many young people as we do um, retired members. We look to that as a, a statistic. So, so yeah, there's. Some information there that um, members can access for, for whatever side of the uh, pipeline we are, whether we're coming into the company as young people or, or uh, wanting to retain as membership as retired workers. So, the, um, so there's a poll there, and you know, you're talking about that communication. Now, would you think as well that using the branches, we have a, a ULR, don't we? And I think there's there's some work there that can be done between the retired secretary and the ULR to help bridge that skill level and maybe give our retired members some confidence and skills to be able to access some of the online stuff that we we, we produce and access to the, the videos and that that Chris and his department does and, um, you know, some of the documentaries that you've historically done in the past. So... Um, yeah, there's some, some good points there. What we were saying before you uh, lost the signal, Norman, was uh, about mentoring. And you kind of like touched on it a little bit in your your uh, little speak there. And uh, it's something that John's particularly keen on. And, you know, I, I think the two, the two link, linking up about learning from past events and um, applying that to the modern day is, is very vitally important. And um, if I may, at this point, just give uh, Norman a, a plug for, for this, which is his second book, no less. Um, it, apparently, all branches should have a copy. If you are wanting a copy, then all you need to do is con ask your branch to contact Norman, who will be able to supply them at uh, £5 uh, a book, I believe. And uh, it's a worthy read. And uh, I'll just, there we go. So that's the book. It, although it does say London Postal Workers 2000 to 2003, it's, it's quite a good chronological order of, of the CWU in Royal Mail more than anything else, isn't it, Norman? So, yes, there's a lot of stuff to do with what happened in London. But actually, I mean, I've marked out here, there's, there's some local disputes in there from, from Liverpool, uh, there were 3,000 members in Liverpool that went out on unofficial industrial action. 
that spread to Cardiff and London and, and Coventry and such. There's one there for Glasgow, so we'll keep an inclusion there for top, middle and bottom. And, uh, you know, there's, there's a good history about who was elected and unelected in, in the NEC and that. And, you know, we even reference uh, our very own in Leeds, Linda Roy, in there. So, yeah, it's a very, very good book, a very good history book. Uh, and a worthwhile read. So I've ordered, uh, or the branch has ordered rather, 10 books off Norman. So we'll be looking at doing some sort of a mini competition there. Uh, so do keep tabs on our social media if you want a free copy of, of that. Obviously, you will need to be a CWU member and you obviously need to uh, enter the, the competition. So I think I've talked too much. So I'd like to hand it over to John because I've forgotten what accent he's got. <laughs> um, there's a funny, funny thing there because sometimes he gets up and he speaks with a slight Irish twang, don't you, John? And then there's other times you sound a bit more Scottish. I was, I think, a story that relates to that is I was doing a reading at, my, I believe, it was my grandmother's funeral, and um, I obviously have a, a thing for public speaking. And I remember I sat down back in the pew, and somebody leaned over and says. It was a bit too much like Ian Paisley for a funeral, John. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> right, so in terms of uh, some campaigns then, so like, um, I mean, John, uh, Norman's touched on the, the triple lock, and I think we'll come back to that in, in a bit. But, John, uh, in relation to uh, pensions and such, that's, that's one aspect, really, isn't it, that's affecting... Uh, young people, but not now, but it's in 40 or 50 years, uh, depending on how old they are. And, you know, the CW has, has spearheaded this CDC scheme, a Collective Defined Contribution Scheme, which sort of prides itself on dignity and retirement. And, you know, if you look at what's happening in government now with the increase in national insurance contributions, there's evidence there suggesting that's going to disproportionately affect young people and young workers more than the older end or particularly our, our retired section at this section at this moment in time. So in terms of campaigns and, and um, one thing, what, what sort of key campaigns are, are you keen to sort of start moving along as the NEC young workers? Well, immediately, I mean, immediately I'm obviously trying to find my feet, but on the issue you've touched on there, you know, is incredibly important in terms of the pensions. You know, young people need to be fully aware that, your pension's not something that's way, way, way down the road. And, you know, it might feel like that, but sooner it'll be upon you before it's, you know, and you need to have a secure position. And the work that the union did in that has been exemplary and pushing that and getting the legislation in. That's been one of the most important aspects about getting it, you know, into the law, getting it, the protections in there, being a model place of employment in terms of the protection of pensions that can then hopefully be extended further than that and young workers need to be on understand obviously that affects them so deeply and they need to protect their protect their pensions uh, going going forward in terms of kind of camp and again sorry i should touch on the national insurance i mean we'll call it what it is it's an attack on working people that is exactly what that is it's an attack on working people in order to protect millionaire property holders that's what that's about now i know other, obviously people may uh, they'll have their arguments and they'll have their debates and all the rest of it. But that is, it's Conservative Party returning to form. We know what side of the, the wall they're on, and that's been very clear. Now, they like to pretend they might be on top of the red wall, but we know for a fact it's a blue wall that they're really standing behind, and we see that. And we need to we need to go out and we need to make that case and make that argument very strongly to uh, our own workers uh, as well. But in terms of projects that we're working on right now, it's um, part of the Young Workers National Committee, and on that we're in a, an education group. And one of the I've seen some of the the questions that have appeared on the side here, and really about engaging young people as we're trying to open up the educational structure. So you look at the cadet scheme, for instance, we need to make sure there's a good induction process there. And this is something I think that's really important when we're working with retired members as well. And like I said, it's about, you know, protecting the past and securing the future and about inculcating the culture of collectivism, the culture of trade unionism, the culture of the labour movement, bringing those values in and getting people familiarised with them. Now, the best aspect of that is obviously in struggle, in areas where people are standing up against injustice. That's when they'll really feel 
uh, part of the collective community. But we need to try our best to kind of come up with educational schemes that will bring in as many people as possible and try and share 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 those values. So that's our immediate priority, and I'm really looking forward to working with Kate Hudson, Lee Wakeman, and the Education Equalities team. Uh, the work that they've been doing has been outstanding. Uh, I know Kate and have been very strong in supporting, of course, the anti-racism campaign, and that's central to a lot of the work we've got to do. And I think it's really important that the union's approach is obviously strategic. It's all joined up. The, the young workers, retired members are all playing a part and driving ahead with a common agenda. And I think the General Secretary, Dave Ward, has been very key and very strong on that, about the New Deal for workers. And I think that's that's what we need to part, be part of. And what I've, obviously, when I stood, I laid out some priorities, education and training, better workplace culture, mental health support. And we need to tie all that stuff in. So the immediate place that we're starting is with education. I believe firmly that some of the best ways to approach young workers, of course, is to allow young workers to do it themselves, to use the networks that are in place. Unfortunately, COVID has affected our ability to use our networks to their full potential, the regional leads, the branch youth officers. Uh, but I think developing programmes that young people themselves can lead, I think will be very important engaging young people. But the other thing as well is just the, the your IR reps and the local reps on the floor, all the work that they're doing. Uh, a bit of a quiet one, building up a relationship with young workers. I know when I first came in, the, the union rep that worked uh, alongside me was Brian Lafferty in Rutherglen G73 and Brian was a fantastic help I think I've tortured him to death to be quite honest with a lot of questions on things um, because I was I was only a part-timer, I'd only been in um, Royal Mail for I think a year and a half when I became the delivery rep in my, in my local office so there was a lot of support there that came, came from Brian but sometimes you've just got to embrace the challenge and go with it and the support networks are there so if you know, if any reps are concerned about how do they bring young people forward, just have the conversations, the cup of coffee, the how are you doing, and then build up that that relationship. You won't get everyone. We know that. Um, you know, a lot of young people that are prioritising if they've got young families or they're trying to save up for housing. You know, they're just trying to get through the day to day. Um, they might not always have the time to dedicate to you know online meetings or Sunday meetings and all the rest of it. So we need to find that's a challenge for us to find the best way to approach young workers and the best way to get them involved in the life of the, of the union. So that's where I'm starting with the education side of things. And I'm working with great colleagues as well in the Young Workers Committee uh, the, from all over all over the, the country. And I think that's really important as well, myself coming from Scotland, is the fact that all these young workers from across the country, I've met people uh, and I've been to places I never thought I'd ever see and people I never meet. And I think that's been a real eye-opener and experience of the common struggle we're all involved in, the common priorities we all hold, the common values that we have. And we need to do our best to make sure that that goes as far as possible. Because, you know, I think, unfortunately, we've been on the retreat for too long. And I think that the periods in the early 2000s, well, there was a lot of hope that was never truly delivered. I don't think we made enough of a step forward and, you know, entrenching the labour values uh, in the country. And I think you know, at the, the government at the time, I felt there was a bit of an aspect to some of the complacency. There was an assumption that they'd crack the code, they would win elections and all that. And I don't think that's been the greatest, you know, for working people, I don't think that's been the greatest standard barrier. And we've seen some of the impacts impacts of that uh, even today. So we need to all overcome a lot of barriers that people might not see the labour movement as their natural home anymore. Uh, and that's something we need to approach uh, firmly as well. Excellent. Um, I'm apologies. I think Norman dropped out again. Yeah, I think he is trying to reconnect. But uh, I think you said some strong, strong things there, John. I mean, in particular, I've made some notes about you know the collectivism side of stuff, and you know coming together as one entity, as one union, and that the young workers side and the retired and the mainstream and all the different. At subcommittees, all the different regions, all firing off the same hymn sheet, is very much in keeping with what Dave Ward's been set out really from from the moment he, he took over as, as general secretary, and uh, I think that will be absolute key in in driving forward uh, an increase in in I suppose trade union membership and actually the environment post Brexit, given how. I mean, my personal view is is that I knew if Brexit had ha happens, which it has, there would be uh, a period of like recalibration almost, and I think that's what's happening now, and it's starting with uh, 
a sector of of the uh, economy which is the heavy goods side of stuff that has been neglected for for years to be quite honest uh, and it's not just years in my lifetime i think it's years of in you know my parents and probably you know your grandparents time it's just just it, it just needs a complete overall so what that's now spiking into really is is uh, an initial wage war supply and demand you know for the uh, uh, free market people you know they they like this competition and but they don't like it when it's it's on workers terms you know that we want more mm. money but there's less of us and clearly that's that's going to uh, form into maybe inflation and that's going to put more pressure on people's wages and then the less skilled people are then going to want more money because they can't compete and and it's a real opportunity there i feel for the trade unions to to step up and particularly given the disproportionate amount of affected on young people i think is a real opportunity to try and tune in to those those um uh, young people and under this one union structure i think you, you bang on with that collectivism words yeah so i'll pick on um, something that aj said and it's it's coming back it does cover off the young work so he's written to all young members as indeed we have in leeds although we've done it electronically as, as well as uh whatsapp and one thing of all all mediums to try and encourage people to uh, come forward to go to the young workers now he's, he said that he's, he's finding it difficult and you know but he's got other young workers as industrial reps and uh, but they don't want to go be the youth officer is that you know an experience that you've seen in in up in glasgow or uh, you know conversations around the the country that once people switch onto an industrial role that perhaps they don't want to engage so much with the young workers and, and maybe the, the broader context of a young worker and, and what issues it's i suppose there's always that question and people are always like do you take the the political role or do you take the industrial role and you might see the young workers officer as the the more political role uh, at the end of the day ir comes first i have to say um that's of which i'm most proud i think it's the one that delivers the most in my experience because of course it's protected it's recognized and the and all that in terms of the young workers officer there's there's sometimes I think there's a lack of clarity of the role. People, there's so much you could do with the role, but people don't sometimes know where to begin. But hopefully, we were hoping, obviously, would redesign the the regional lead structure and all the rest of it. That would really come into play, and that would help enhance uh, enhance those roles. But look at it, it's about. That's why I'm saying it needs to be more than just officer roles. We need to try and. Uh, get as many young people involved as possible, whether it is through branch events, whether it is using your local reps network or whatever. It's not about just finding, can we find the one person for this role and then we're good to go. We need to find five, ten people and then let them fight, <laughs> if they have to fight it out for the role. Uh, because the end of the day is, and I know this from people that, that I've worked with and worked alongside, you know, that have entered Royal Mail, and you know, been very could be committed to the union, get trained up with the union, and all the rest of it. And in a life, something happens in their life, they have to make decisions, and they end up leaving us. And that leaves a gap then in terms of what the union has invested in. But we need to make sure that there's a bigger, bigger base there. And I have to play uh, or pay tribute to what AJ has done, going out and contacting. I think that's a great first step. But I think nothing beats that, you know, conversations on the shop floor, uh, in terms of bringing and bringing people in, putting on events that might attract people. I think nothing should be ruled out. Not that you know, um, and and our aim to try and get more people involved. If you want to get a band together and get a, a band or a night on a social night on or something to try and get uh, people involved to get those initial relationships built up, I think that's a, a real important step. When I re when I refer to the event in October, that isn't an exclusive event for youth officers or young workers officers. That is open to anyone at all under 30 that the branches can can find. Uh, you know, even if the branches can afford to send two or three or four people, that's that's fantastic. All that matters to us is that we get the people in there, where we get build up the relationships and then we can start to look at, right, at the end of the day, trade union games about numbers. The more numbers you have, the more strength you have, the more collectivism you have, the more you can do. So what we need is just to build that base and numbers, the raw numbers. If we get that, we can then use that in whatever way we, we see fit, building the relationships and doing the hard work. Excellent. Strong words yet again, John. 
Um, I keep... I don't know what Norman's doing. It, it, it looks like he's connecting, but he's not connecting his mic or camera, it looks of it, so it won't let him into the studio. Um, so... <laughs> Um, what I might do, I might try giving him a bell um, if I can put you on to answering some sort of uh, question or cover off uh, some some other points, really. So, um, have you ever been to the National Young Workers Educational Event? I have indeed. I was. I'm trying to remember now when I was last at it. Right enough, I think it may be. I was in Peterborough one year. Well, um, as, as I remember, um, I mean, we're talking in excess of 10 years ago when I last were there, but there, there is a sort of a general structure and almost like a, a bit of a break in the ice night meeting, typically mm. uh, Tony Kearns and, and Dave Ward on the, the Friday. Sometimes Dave might not turn him until the Saturday. And then you, you do tend to spring off into industrial executives. And, and so maybe if you can talk about some of them sessions that they might be expected, to, well, might, what might be happening on that weekend, and then in the meantime, I'll try ring uh, ring uh, Norman and see if we can get him on. All right. I know, well, Scott. So, um, National Young Workers. Education's event. Yeah, so last time I was at it, if I can try and remember, it was a case of there was obviously industrial sessions and political sessions. And I think that it's a, it's a real tribute to the CWU and the CWU's capacity that the leading you know, the leading lights in our in our union, Terry Pullinger, Dave, uh, Dave Ward, and all that. The senior, the senior officials are so accessible to to young workers and are so engaged with young workers, and I think that's incredibly important in building up, like I said, building up the relationship so people know exactly what it is they're dealing with. That we are all part of a common struggle. We're all part of a kind of common CWU family, and so those sessions are incredibly, you know, they're incredibly informative. Terry gives us piles of information dave sets out the strategy and i think that opens up uh for people like i said those opportunities where they can then go away and think to themselves what is it that i want to really what's my passion in life what is it that i want to pursue here will it be education will it be the political side of things will it be the will it be the industrial side of things and of course in the question and answer sessions you know people who have had experiences on the on the shop floor and royal mail delivery offices they can then obviously put the questions to Terry himself. And that's, I think, very good in making sure that the national officers and the, the leaders are always in tune with the with the shop floor. And I think as well, Chris Webb and the, the comms team have been very, very good in terms of making sure that outreach goes as, as far as possible. And we've seen what that can do when it comes to mobilisation for our campaigns so that it's not just stuff that we're doing to fill up the time it is literally stuff that we are doing so that when push comes to shove we've got the networks ready uh, and active and the skill base there that can uh, to lead us in, in struggle and it is leading through that struggle is what will protect which will you know protect the past and secure our future that's what it, it's all about and the education event you know like i said networking with people from across the country networking with industrial officers and the leading figures inside the the union being part of the the family and of course there's also the and i think the really key and important thing is there's a lot of hard work there's a lot of education a lot of information you're receiving but there's also good social there uh, and i remember the first social i ever went to i'm sure was in glasgow and was hosted by the glasgow branch uh, and it was when i started meeting some you know legendary young workers figures like you know will murray connor mccann fiona curtis and all this people who are now count as very close lifelong friends who i'll never lose hopefully never lose touch with and who I have so much in common with and i think that you know you'll meet people and you, you'll you'll be influenced by them that you know hopefully you influence them you get that two-way relationship but there are people you'll never forget and there are people you'll always always work with uh and you know like i said like a like a family so uh like i say anyone that can just wants to consider it at all that i really appeal to them to just put their name forward you know get in touch and branches get in touch with young members young members get in touch with a branch it's an experience you'll never forget and it's something that's really important uh on a serious note as well no, I, uh, I, I've got to share your your passion there in terms of um, you know people that you meet there. So you know, there's there's with the the last session we had, we had uh, Rob Wotherspoon, and he he was someone I met at these events. Now, in terms of lifelong friends or whatever, he lives in Bristol. I live in Leeds, um, well, just outside Leeds, and you know, it's not something that we but we know each other, and you know, you 
that say you've got someone then to to connect with when you meet up in conference. Now, as I remember, and the NYEE, you historically did like a mock conference, didn't you, on on a Sunday to sort of like illustrate what the governing body. Now, uh, that's it's now my sort of bread and butter because being a member of the Standing Orders Committee, that's what I would effectively do. And you know, it is is help as a committee sort the agenda out for for said conference so given that we're we're on the cusp of a online virtual conference will will you be emulating a virtual conference on the sunday or will you be doing an actual one or is the detail not sort of finalized as yet the the detail is out. Um, I'm trying to remember it now to the best of my ability. The uh, Lauren Townsend, who's taken a lot to organise this, has published the the agenda as such. So it's the usual structure. And of course, thank you for reminding me. There is the mock debate side of it, and I think again that side of it is incredibly important. That members appreciate the democracy of the union. That the democracy of the union is about the members themselves having that say and having the the actual control, not just obviously, like I said before, building up the relationships and question and answer sessions with the officers, but also having the accountability, the transparency, and that's the values we hold. And the mock uh, debates are very crucial with that, where we learn, you know, how to build up motions. How do you change, you know, the future of the union? It's not just passive, the relationship with the union. If you're going to get involved and you want to, you know, represent your members to the best of your ability, you need to be able to affect change and the best way to affect change in our process is obviously with motions to conference and having those discussions out there with our colleagues and our comrades that's really important and to be fair though it's not all serious we also like to make it fairly light-hearted i've gone and taken positions and motions uh which i wouldn't necessarily hold and you try and obviously relax the relax the atmosphere um i can't i'm trying to remember specifically if there's any motions that people particular thing there was something i think it was something i was trying to defend jacob rees mogg or something at some stage uh, you know like in a kind of a titan of trade unionism or some kind of uh, warped very warped affair it was but it was about just you know making it light-hearted letting people relax get into the swing of it not everyone obviously um is very always very confident public speaking i've managed to develop it just from my, my school days i suppose and uh, so it's good just to create that atmosphere and just for people just to give it the give it their all find their passion find them what's their the real groove and then that gives them the opportunity to explore that before then go into our general conferences and our industrial conferences and allow them then to try and take their place uh, within the the life of the union excellent so uh that's that's been excellent actually we've we've managed to wing it norman we've managed to wing it between us we've managed to keep the uh, the wheels turning the cogs going so uh viewer numbers haven't dropped off too much so that that thing it, it has dropped a little bit because i think they've all tuned in for you uh <laughs> but i'm joking john i'm joking um so yeah so you're back. Excellent news. Right. So we've covered off in quite detail about the National Young Workers Education event, uh, the sort of structure and that. Um, I, I do think that you should have a, a little section in there, Norman, just just to talk about whatever the the because uh, particularly we've got the 50 year anniversary of the 1971 postal workers strike, which um, again is uh, the general secretary at that time is, was from Leeds, wasn't he? Thomas Jackson. So, yeah, and um, in your pre first book, do, do you cover off about the 1971 strike or is it just more of an overview? And what, what sort of uh, work have you been doing with, with Chris and Dave in terms of, uh, you know, documenting about the 50-year strike anniversary? Well, yeah, and I, I do cover off, the, you know, quite some... Uh, quite extensively the, the 1971 uh, dispute in my book. I'll, I'll just get a copy of it here. That, maybe you can see it, or you can't see it. But anyway, you know, that's, um, I do, it's, you know, I spent quite a bit of time on that because it was a very interesting dispute. Tom Jackson himself was a very um, um, interesting leader. And despite some criticism we got as a result of the outcome of the 1971 dispute there was a tremendous amount of 
a loyalty to him personally. And there, of course, in you know, in, in society in them days, trade union leaders were big figures, and he was one of the biggest figures uh, in the trade union movement. Him and people like Jack Jones, Hugh Scanlon, Clive Jenkins. You know, they were regular. Um, they were regularly on the news night and the, the the evening news. They were asked their opinion on almost everything. And uh, um, I wasn't actually involved in the. a lot of disappointment about at the time um everyone who came after 1971 benefited from what them people did what the union did in those days so it was well worth it um now we also quite recently and i don't know if you got a copy of this but we produced a booklet with some interviews with five or six people who were involved in that dispute from all around the all around the country um, we tried to cover every part of the country, and, and that's very interesting to read. That you know, they, these were people who were involved. They were out. Uh, they were out for the eight weeks, um, and their understanding of what they did and the outcome is very important, um, and it's well worth the read. Um, I would like um, at some stage to do some interviews with the same people. So that the union has got a record of what these people thought about the dispute. I mean, one of the things that I cover in the book is why the union couldn't continue with the dispute. And um, it, it, it reached a stage where, you know, the union was on the verge of going bankrupt. And despite a lot of um, helpful words from other unions, including the TUC. There wasn't a lot of financial support for the union. In actual fact, when the union went to um, one of the biggest unions in the country um, to ask them for a loan, the union actually said, well, yeah, we can give you a loan, but we want the deeds of your headquarters, you know, which you know, it was intolerable for, you know, as far as the, the, the UPW was concerned at that moment. So, you know, I think Jackson had no alternative um, other than to take the action that he did uh, at that time. And he, on top of that, not only did he have to do that, but he also managed to make like a negative into a positive. And people did improve, you know, the, the job it did improve in terms of conditions of pay uh, following that. And uh, you know, the, although um, you know, I came in, in I came into the industry in '76, and people were just starting to get over it. it. Took quite a while for people to get over it, but in '78 we had a big dispute. Uh, people rallied around the union, and the union was back on its feet, organising the postal workers again. That's great. Oh, well, I always like, like with. Uh particularly when we talk to the uh, our retired members, is their, their storytelling from key points in like 1971. It, it could even have been one of the one of the local disputes where we all talk about, I mean, last time we officially went out in the unit that I work at must have been, I think, when Dave Ward was uh, Deputy General Secretary for Postal in about 10 years ago. So... Uh, and you know, it, it were an unbelievable type of. It, it's like a nostalgia in the way you're out on the the line and you've got your your logs burning and one thing else. It's 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 an interesting and unique. 
sort of situation. But what I do like and what I like to pick up on, particular, particularly what you said, is about stories. And that is key because that's how we learn and pass on the information from generation to generation. It's always been there whatever humans have been about. It's about that storytelling uh, to the next generation onwards. And I think we've got an opportunity with, with technology as it is, like forums like this, where we've got electronic means to record and uh, document those stories. It's going to be very, very powerful uh, to sustain trade unionism, I think, for forevermore as a potential. And really what can be achieved if we come together. And that's key from what John's been saying today about collectivism coming together and again historically we've won what we've got now based on that collectivism historically and there were the two now join and you know I, I did try doing some of the local stuff um, you know we had uh, uh, one of the local delivery offices in Leeds Holbeck delivery office and and the rep was quite um, proactive in the campaign to save it and we managed to save it so I managed to document what he did how they did it all in the video on YouTube which is there now forevermore and, and that's branded as a story so I'm, I'm quite looking forward to what these that you're going to be doing Norman actually definitely so uh, I'd like to pick on one question that John John Woodhouse our regional secretary from the Northeast have said and I think it's not just fit and proper for Norman but I'd like to put it to you as well, John, because I'd like to get a double-ended uh, answer to this. And what he asks is, could you pass on one piece of advice to any rep? Uh, what would it be, Norman? And then would you accept that bit of uh, advice, John? And, you know, would would you want to put it as a reframe it? So, Norman, what bit of yeah. advice would you have to yeah, give? Yeah, good, yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty basic. Never lose your connection to your base where you come from excellent that's very powerful the, the, the people you know the people that you work with never lose that connection and the, the people i know in the movement trade union movement this union and other unions who who have been affected uh, been effective for most of their you know most of their trade union uh, life are the ones that are still connected to their john how uh, how can you follow that can you can you actually reframe that or is that well, I mean, important advice. Uh, it's it's it wouldn't be. I was. It's not wise to question your your elders. I have to say, you know, no. <laughs> but uh, what I would say, I agree a hundred percent with Norman says there. At the end of the day, the members are the union. Uh, the union is nothing without its members. And at the end of the day, we represent them whenever we're involved in industrial, either you know, industrial not disputes, but all any the day to day work that we engage in. We represent the members. We're not there just to go out on our own taking things. You can always give leadership where necessary, but you've always got to have that relationship with with the base, and that's that's really healthy. I suppose the only other thing I would say as well, in addition to what Norman has said, is obviously to keep the relationship with other reps. Uh, I know that you know my life has been made so much easier uh, by just having a good relationship with the reps around me, with my branch officers, uh, from people in different branches who are who are facing maybe similar circumstances and all the rest of that that network is really brilliant and being able to tap into this the wide range of knowledge and experience across the union and obviously as well with our retired members hopefully playing an active role in that as well i think that's crucial so it's i think i uh, keeping always keeping in touch with your base but also then making sure you've got a good relationship with your comrades across the country that is that's how we I think we bring things together from your reps and just then just give it a go. Just go for it uh, and have confidence. You know, there's always that power imbalance. They always try and throw that power imbalance back at us. But at the end of the day, we represent the members. They don't get their profits unless we work on the ground. And we have to remember that. And that's what we need to defend, protect. Excellent. So that's fantastic bit of uh, advice from either end of the tail. And uh, I think it's a fair point to cut it now at the of the video so uh, john and norman thank you both for coming although we did have some technical problems um we we managed to get through it together collectively and <laughs> so uh we really appreciate the feedback in tonight's session uh the engagement has been fantastic 
John, we'll be looking forward to seeing any young people turning up at the Young Workers event in Newcastle next month. Norman, we'll be looking forward to uh, people looking at retiring to retain their membership and uh, become a portability retired member where you know there's some significant benefits there so do check out the micro sites but if you have enjoyed our surgery tonight do give it a like a comment wherever you're watching it from and do share it with your friends and colleagues on social media so from the good the bad and the ugly <laughs> unity is strength <laughs> bye bye <laughs>